y'all. I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. A Christian Girl's Guide to Modern Dating. We are just two single girls trying to help you navigate dating well. Yeah, we are. <laughs> navigating. I always think, like, whenever you say that, I always think of Dory. And I'm like, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> for real, though, that's kind of... If we could sum it up in a nutshell, that yeah, would be it. That would be it. Okay, so before we get into our conversation today on managing expectations when it comes to dating and relationships. Aren't you excited? Yes, this sound, this topic actually turned out to be really good, and I was yeah. a little worried about it. No, like, I think it's going to be really helpful. Yeah, I think so. But well, before... Everyone we've talked to about it, they're like, oh, what are y'all doing this week? And they're like, oh, we're talking about expectations. Every girl I've talked to has been like, oh, I'm so glad. I really need to hear this. So it's just kind of confirming that this is probably something we should talk about. Oh, for sure. But before we do, yes, it's your turn to ask the question of the day. All right. So what is it? You ready? I was born ready. <laughs> Don't lie, Kristen. Okay. This is on the record. Everybody <laughs> always second guesses me when I say that. Okay. Of all the things you've ever eaten, what is the weirdest? I know, right off the Ooh, bat. I'm impressed. What is it? It's called a tuna teeny. That sounds disgusting. It does sound disgusting. It was actually really good. It was my first experience eating raw tuna. Okay. So it was a, um, it's an appetizer and we went, it's a very weird restaurant in Sandy Springs called like Burgushi or something, but it's burgers and sushi. Ew. It was actually pretty good. That sounds disgusting. No one else liked it. I liked it, but it was a martini glass with chunks of raw tuna and avocado. And then they had this like ginger dressing on top of it that they had tossed it in. It sounds disgusting. That sounds disgusting. I loved it. That's weird. It was, though. and for me, you know me, I don't love a lot of seafood. Yeah. I don't like any kind of raw meat. Like when I eat sushi, it's cooked. Yeah. Typically, but I loved it. Interesting. I know, but it was I very weird. I say I want to try that now. No, nobody really did want to. Tunatini. I was waiting for you to be like, yeah, it was tuna vodka or something. No. <laughs> I was like, ugh. No. Okay. Mine, it's funny. Both of us, it's like, it was so weird, but I really liked it. Mine was when we were in South Africa. There's this restaurant called Carnivore, and it's basically like this all-you-can-eat meat place, basically. But it's all of these, like, exotic meats. Ooh. So we had crocodile, we had alligator, we had, um, oh, I can't think, zebra one time. I wish y'all could see the looks uh, I'm making right now. <laughs> we had, uh, I don't think there was giraffe. That keeps popping in my head, but I don't think there was. Kudu, which you probably have never heard of here. It's a antelope-type animal there. <laughs> I guess. But the weirdest and my but my favorite was ostrich. Really? Who would have ever thought ostrich tastes so good? But it does. What does it's it taste fantastic. like? I don't know. It doesn't really taste like anything. Really. It's its own t- flavor, I feel like. But it was so good. It was like really thinly sliced and very like tender. Like crocodile, very not tender. Like it's very like tough and gristly and gross. But ostrich was my favorite. Interesting. Yeah. Is there a difference between crocodile and alligator? I'm sure there is, and I'm not even 100% when I'm saying crocodile that I don't mean alligator. Well, because one of them's saltwater, one of them's freshwater, I think. I do know that, I think. But I don't know which is which. I don't either. I had alligator jalapeno poppers when I went to New Orleans one time. Those were super good. Well, and I feel like, because I always think of the gators, Florida, here, which means crocodiles are probably there. Probably. That's, my, that's the extent of my logic on the subject. Okay. <laughs> That is weird though, the ostrich. It was so I didn't even know good. people ate ostrich. The first time we went, like five years ago, we had it. And then we went, when I went back to South Africa last year, we went to the restaurant again and I was so excited. But they didn't have any that time. Like it's a, like seasonal or like you go in and there's like this huge board of like all the things they're serving today. Huh. And they didn't have any. Fascinating. So yeah. Well, 
That one was good. That was a great question. I didn't have to think a long I'm time. Impressed. And I thought I would. Okay. See, look, my expectations were unreasonable they are. in thinking that it would take you three days to think of an answer. Exactly. And I proved you wrong. Exactly. Which is why you shouldn't have unreasonable expectations. You're really killing it with these transitions. We don't Thanks. plan these, y'all. This is normally <laughs> the issue. Where we have question of the day is totally unrelated to said topic. And then Bethany just flows from one to the other so perfectly. That's why she keeps me around, folks. Yes. And for a lot of other reasons. Well. We get into that later. Yes. Or whatever. I don't know. Okay. So let's jump in. Yes. So Bethany set us up here. Like paint the picture of why is it important to manage your expectations? How do you manage your expectations well? And we're talking about in the sense of in an actual relationship. Yes. We have talked about kind of lists and what to want and what's more of a preference and all. We've kind of touched on that. Yeah. In previous episodes. But talk about once you're dating somebody, you're getting into the very beginning of a relationship or you're in a relationship, how and why do you manage your expectations? Okay. Yes. I think that's a good, I'm glad you said that because I hadn't really thought of that all the way through, but yeah, all of these are basically once you're dating someone, you're pursuing marriage, you're going down that route, what are reasonable things to expect from someone? And so, yeah, the why and the how, I actually found an article from Desiring God that was talking about managing expectations and, and just what expectations to have. And I, they had one quote that I loved, and I kind of think this is the why of why you should, you know, work at this. It sums it up well. It says, when people in the world are expecting less and less of each other in dating, God isn't. So as singles, we have to work harder in our not yet married relationships to preserve what marriage ought to picture and provide. Love that. And so I liked that it pointed out that our expectations will fluctuate, but God's don't. And so when you align your expectations with his, that's when you're in a good spot, obviously. But two, think of the picture that that paints for other people looking in. You know, the verse, I think it's, I think it's first Peter. It's definitely one of the Peters that talks about always be ready to give a defense for the hope that is in you. First Peter 3.15. Thank you. I think that's not the first time you've like helped me with that reference in an nope, episode. Nope, it was in my high school graduation speech. <laughs> so this is one of those times where you can set yourself up to be ready to, to give a defense for why does your relationship look different? Why is, you know, what is different about this? And it's because Jesus is there. Like he's what you're striving after. And so Managing your expectations, aligning them with what God says is reasonable. And what God says you should expect from someone is what we're after here. And aligning yourself with scripture should always be the reason you do anything. Right? Yeah. And so this is just a specific subset of that. Now, the how, that can look a lot of different ways, honestly. One thing that has been on my mind a lot lately, specifically, though, is Philippians 4.8. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And the one thing that kept coming out to me or jumping out at me when it says whatever is true mm. And when you have unrealistic expectations, when you're expecting something from someone that's not theirs to provide, if you're putting them in that place like we've talked about of only things God can provide, that is not something true. That's not a true position that they should have. That's not, that's not truth. That's believing a lie. That's believing, normally it comes back to pride, that you deserve something better. And so I, when I find my expectations are out of whack, I stop and I say, okay, what is true in this situation? And that kind of realigns where you're headed. And so I think that is a simple way of managing expectations in a nutshell. 
is stop and say, okay, what is true? What is my responsibility here? What is God's responsibility? What's this other person's responsibility? It comes back to what is true. And you find that in scripture more than just this one verse, obviously. Yeah. So (laughs) I love that because I think this is something that can get really tricky and really convoluted very easily because you have what society is telling you, you have what your family is telling you and your friends, you have what the church is telling you, which can a lot of times be great, but sometimes they even their expectations Mm -hmm. for dating may not always be the best. And so you're trying to navigate all that and be like, what am I supposed to expect? What is okay for me to hope for? What's asking too much or what's being too skeptical? And it's a very complicated thing to try to navigate. Yeah. And talking about that, you have all these influences. And if you're not grounded in scripture, if you're not grounded and you know, like it says in Daniel, purpose in your heart ahead of time, what your expectations are, what is good, what is true, what is right. If you haven't done that ahead of time, if you haven't thought about these things, then whatever of those influences is screaming at you the loudest will be what you follow. So if it's society, you'll follow that. If it's your church, you'll follow that. If you're not grounded yourself in what does scripture say, in deciding what is reasonable and what is not ahead of time, you will just be tossed all over the place. And that is an exhausting place to be. Needlessly exhausting. It doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. And that's why we're having this conversation. Yeah. So what, okay, let's start with the bad expectations. Well, bad news first, then we'll go with the good news. Leave it to Bethany to lead with the... No, but for real, let's, let's be real. It's, that's more likely. That's probably true. So what are some bad expectations that we can have or that you find yourself in? Yeah, I think the first one that came to my mind, honestly, was the expectation that your life is automatically going to be better, easier, and more fulfilling just because you're in a relationship. I know I have a really hard time thinking, oh, my life is going to change, which it is, but it's not all the bad isn't going to go away and all the good is not just suddenly going to get magnified once you start dating somebody. No. And it's like we've talked about, you've said this a lot. Don't get caught only seeing the good in another stage of life. And that's where this comes into play. Those good things you see in those other stages will be there, but that's not the only thing that's there. So Mm -hmm. don't get stuck just thinking everything will go away. That's bad. If you just get that one thing you want, You've probably idolized that thing if that's the point you're at, honestly. Yeah, and that's my biggest encouragement, I think, when you're trying to navigate this expectation because, I mean, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of wonderful things about being in a relationship. I could make you a list, trust me. But you have to be careful to not let your identity, your joy, and your worth get tied up into that relationship to the point where those things are dependent on the relationship. Like your joy and your happiness and whether you know, you have a good view of yourself and who you are should not be dependent on a guy that's tied up in Christ. Yeah. It should be. That's the, like we were saying, that's the, if you are at that point, then you have made this guy an idol in your life. My pastor talks a lot about like things that are idols in your life are things that you will sin to get or things that you will sin if you don't have. Ooh, I love that. And so like this, you're saying if your joy and your worth are tied up in this, the Bible says to rejoice always. There's no like little asterisk. There's no little, if you have all these things, if you have everything you want, you were to always rejoice. And if losing that thing, in this case, boyfriend, would cause you to not be able to do that, then you have made it an idol. Am I saying that if you broke up tomorrow, it would be easy and you wouldn't be sad? No. You can be joyful and not be happy. Well, and I think that this is a perfect 
time or circumstance for you to really be open-handed with a relationship because someone told me one time that if basically at the end of the day if you lost this thing you would be okay if you have the mindset where if you lost this thing you wouldn't be able to keep going that's when you've gone too far like you've got to have an open-handed posture like you know what lord if this is mine to have then you're going to let me have this and you're going to let me keep it for as long as you want me to keep it but it's not mine to just clench to and hold on to and refuse to let go. And so going back to that's when you know something's an idol, when you're just clenching onto it so tight that you couldn't imagine losing it, letting go. Not to say it's not a great thing and sure you don't want to lose it, but ultimately at the end of the day, the only thing that you really couldn't go through life without would be Jesus. And you're not going to lose him once you accept him. Like you said, you would be okay if you lost it. It doesn't mean tomorrow you're just happy-go-lucky, you know, forget that, I'm fine. It means tomorrow you still know that God is good. Tomorrow you still know that he loves you. And tomorrow you still know that even though this hurts and it's not what you would have picked, he will work it out for your good as his child and a follower of him. And that because you can rest in those things, you will be okay. Exactly. So that's a big one. (laughs) That's a huge one. That's why we want to talk about it first. Yes. Okay. So then next... Let's talk about perfection versus mediocrity. If you go into a relationship expecting, like we talked about in our soulmates episode, for this guy to complete you, you have missed the mark again because you can't expect the person you're with to be absolutely perfect and never disappoint you. That is not realistic. You're not that way. You wouldn't, you would not be okay with them expecting that of you. I think a lot of these kind of have that in the back of your mind. If you would not be okay with them expecting that of you, then probably a good indicator that you shouldn't expect that of them. So don't go into it expecting perfection, but at the same time, don't settle for mediocrity. Yeah, you shouldn't leave it to me to be the still (laughs) hold on to hope there. He may not be perfect, but he might be close. No, Uh, I'm kidding. But seriously, you shouldn't go in to a relationship lacking hope or expectancy for what the relationship could be just so you don't get disappointed. There's a balance there of you shouldn't expect perfection because you will be disappointed, but you also shouldn't expect little to nothing from the other person to avoid disappointment. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. And this is just a scenario where, and we've talked about this before, you get out what you put in. If you work really hard to be intentional in growing your relationship, then the quality and the strength of your relationship is going to show that. Oh, totally. And on the flip side, If you don't, well, and I think to your point, it needs to be both people. Oh, for sure. This will be very hard if it's only one person doing this. But if you're both committed to that, then it will flourish. Like you said, it will show. But just as much if one or both of you is lazy or selfish and you're not willing to do those things, that will show too. And you can't expect the results of one without putting in the effort of that same thing. Absolutely. And then also, and this one I think most girls are going to say, ah, I hope they weren't going to say that. (laughs) You cannot expect to know that you are going to marry him right off the bat. We want to know immediately, this is the one, this is what I've been waiting for, I don't have to think about this anymore, and it's done. But that's impossible. There is just no other way to put it. You will not know. And if you get stuck with this going on first date after first date after first date and leaving saying, well, I don't know if I want to marry him, so I'm not going to go out with him again, then you're going to paralyze yourself in this context of relationships where you just think you're immediately going to know or not because you don't. You will be paralyzed 
by fear and indecision, trying to make a decision that you have no business making after a few dates. There's just no reason to do that to yourself. No, it's just putting unrealistic and unmanageable pressure on yes. yourself. And him. And him. He, exactly. He'll pick up on that. He can tell. Yeah, it's... It, I don't have anything else to say. It's just bad all around. Like, <laughs> and, and they people know this. They don't need us no. to tell them. It's just a good reminder that just don't get ahead of yourself. Well, and I think there's a freedom in people affirming what you already know to be right. Because you can be stressed out and be like, how am I supposed to know this? But when you have people saying, you don't have to know, it's helpful. It's helpful to remind people of that. So when your girlfriend comes home from, you know, a date and she's like, oh, I just don't know. I'm not sure. I, I, we had a good time, but I don't know if he's the one. Tell her, you don't have to. Yeah, no, you We've don't. We've got to break that cycle, I think. Yeah, it's okay to take your time. Like, there's no need to rush. My mom tells me this all the time. She's like, Kristen, the early stages of dating are so exciting and it's new and it's fun and you're getting to know this person and it's giddy and all of the things. So don't rush through that just chasing certainty. That made me think, do you remember last, I guess it was just last Friday, we were talking about um, dating timelines. Yes. And I texted my dad and I was like, how long did y'all date? And he said, he was like, ah, two or three months. But he was basically like, I don't know, ask your mom. She would remember. (laughs) Well... (laughs) Literally, when I was on my way here today, my mom called. And so I answered the phone and she was like, hey, she's like, what are you doing? Whatever, you know, all the niceties were. And she mm-hmm. goes, it was three months. And I was like, immediately, I knew exactly. I was like, oh, that's so good. I'm glad. I'm literally going to record right now. I have to tell everyone. So they dated for three months and were engaged for six. So by my calculations, I think they have your parents they beat. They did beat my parents. My so parents were at ten months. Nine total. months. Jeez, our parents, y'all, right? were crazy. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean to like, no. hijack your point. I mean, it worked but, out fine for them, well, that obviously. That is true. And us, really. Yes, also <laughs> true. We wouldn't be here otherwise. But my biggest encouragement is, yes, maybe you'll have a story like our parents. Cool if you do. But it's not expected, and it's okay if you don't. Yes. So... Don't get tied up and, oh my gosh, I have to know as soon as possible. And it's more fun and exciting when there's a little mystery to it. And there's still a lot to figure out about somebody. And there's a quote that Brene Brown said that I just loved about this. She said, choosing to be curious is choosing to be vulnerable because it requires us to surrender to uncertainty. You are going to be asking a lot of questions, but you're also going to be divulging a lot of information about yourself when you're trying to get to know somebody. Because you're uncertain. And there's a risk in that. There's a risk, but you've got to realize that this is, at least I know it is for me, I know it is for you, and hopefully for a lot of you listening, that that risk is going to be worth it. You know? Whether it works out or not. My brother told me not too long ago, he said, Kristen, if I could give you any advice, it would be that it's going to, you're going to be willing to live with yourself if you at least tried and got rejected than if you never try and you're always wondering what if. Mm-hmm. Well, and we talked a couple weeks ago, I think it was in the episode about loneliness, about the the amount of time you're willing to wait is directly proportionate to the value you place on that thing you're waiting for. And so it's kind of like with this, the degree to which you are willing to be vulnerable and to lean into that uncertainty a little to be okay. It's not a fun place to be. It's not a comfortable place, at least for me. Things are very black and white in my head. Things are very yes or no. (laughs) They are very stop or go. And so this place of uncertainty of not knowing is not a place I'd like to stay. But I think your willingness to stay there, not forever, but your willingness to stay there says something about 
what value you place on the thing at the end of that. That's a really good way to put it. Okay, so what's one more bad expectation before we move on to the happier things? <laughs> uh, this one, and I, this is to every girl too. The expectation that he can read your mind. He <laughs> cannot. If he's doing something you like, tell him. If there's something you don't like, tell him. If something is frustrating you, tell him. If you're struggling with something, tell him. If you're unsure about something, you have questions, ask them. Do you see the pattern we're getting at here? <laughs> and this is not a at all, because I think a lot of times, especially in like media and TV and everything else, it goes the way of guys are too dumb to figure this out on their own. That is not what we're saying. I am not in any way saying he's so dumb. You're going to have to tell him every little thing you want. That is not at all what I mean. That is not fair to guys. They were created in God's image just as much as we were. That is not what I'm saying. So hear me. What I am saying is he cannot read your mind. And that's all I'm saying. You have to communicate. You have to just tell him what you're thinking. I mean, we how many times have we, you and me specifically, or all you girls out there, how many times have you sat with your girlfriends and just been like, I don't get him. What is he thinking? This is so weird. I would never do this. I would never say this. What is he thinking? They think the same things about us. So you have to communicate and be clear about what you're thinking. You also can't fill in gaps in your head with what you think, quote unquote, he's thinking. Don't imagine what he's thinking. Don't assume his motives. Stay in reality. So don't assign a motive to his lack of doing something that you wanted him to that isn't there. He may just not know you wanted him to do that. He may not know that you need reassurance in something He, if you don't tell him. Now, there's a reasonable balance there, too. If he's uninterested in finding out those things, that's a whole different issue. But I'm just saying, don't expect things from him and don't assign motive and intent to things that you haven't communicated to him. He may just not know. So don't expect him to read your mind. No, and you can't get... <laughs> upset or mad at him for not knowing something that you have never told him yeah exactly that's it's just it's setting him up for failure and it's setting yourself up for frustration and disappointment mm -hmm. you don't you can't read his mind i mean no. and just like you just said and newsflash i need to remind myself of this <laughs> a lot guys and girls brains are wired very differently we could be thinking 14 million things about something and he has thought about it once and has moved on and like yeah. never thought any of the 47 options that you have thought <laughs> yeah. that he thought. We, uh, we've had several conversations with guys since we started this podcast. I've had a couple of different ones come to me for advice and they're like, okay, here's the situation. And I'm like, well, did you say this? And did you, what were you thinking? And did it, you know, question after question Rapid after fire. question of what did you say about this? And what did you think? And he's like, she was thinking that or that like, it's not that it's bad. It's just totally different. Like it didn't even like register in his mind that that was something that he needed to address. So that's, I guess that's what I'm saying. He, he, it's not that he doesn't care. He just doesn't know. So just, yeah. If you haven't <laughs> Give already. grace there. Yes. If you haven't already picked up that we think communication is one of the most vital parts of a relationship, <laughs> yes. then let's reiterate that yes. again here. But... And I know we're totally original in that. No one oh, else is saying never. this. Never. But. <laughs> never. No. I mean, okay. communication is going to take you a really long way well and that's another thing too that like you were saying you're not gonna know after a few dates you're also not going to be able to communicate seamlessly after a few dates you have to get to know the person you have to know how they think and the nuances of their personality and I mean we when we were working on something for this episode I think we were working on outlining and we were we color code our outline so we know who's supposed to talk and so we were going through and Kristen said no you 
and then I knew exactly what she meant. And I was like, oh, yeah. And so I just made it, you know, I changed around everything. She's like, I love that you can read my mind. <laughs> but my thought was, we've known each other for years. We see each other regularly. We do this a lot. That's not something that I would expect or you would have with someone after a few dates. It takes time and it takes effort on both sides. Agreed. Okay. So let's move on to the happy things because I love the happy things. <laughs> what are some good expectations that okay. we can have as girls in relationships or when we're getting into a dating scenario? Yeah. I like the, the word I like for most of these is reasonable. What is a reasonable thing to expect? You know? Yes. The first one is that commitment is not a four letter word. Figuratively or literally. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> and what I mean by that is dating should not be this consumeristic approach to finding someone who is easy to live with. Mm. It is a, an attempt to find that person whose commitment to Christ will be mirrored in his commitment to you and your relationship, regardless of the ups and downs of life that are inevitable. Can he commit to something? Expecting a guy to be willing and able, two different things, to make a commitment is a very reasonable expectation if it's put in the correct time frame. I think commitment grow the, the level of commitment deepens as the, you know, the relationship deepens. And so that will look differently at different stages. But if he is completely unwilling or able to make a commitment, and you will see that in his commitment to the Lord, you will see that in his faith. Can he even make that commitment? If not, there is no reason to assume that he will make a commitment to you. So that is reasonable. Don't you think? I totally agree. I mean, this is something commitment, I'm saying, is something that I think separates the really strong, thriving relationships that I see to the ones that are not so much. And a big part of that is those people who would, who are committed and is working well realize that love is more than a feeling. Mm. They realize that committing to love someone means even when you don't feel like it. it means even when they're unlovable, when they're not doing what you want, when they're not giving you your way, when it's been a really long week and you just want X and they don't give it to you, being kind and loving is a commitment and a rational decision to still do that. It's so much more than a feeling. And I think that is probably that dividing line between the boys and the men, yeah. shall we say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and I love what you just said, that it's not just a feeling, it's a decision. Yeah. And a commitment is a daily decision of, am I going to commit to this person? Am I going to prioritize this person? Am I going to invest in this person in our relationship? And if the answer to those things are yes, then I think you're headed in a good place or headed to a good place. Yeah. But if not, you may need to reevaluate. You may need some, yeah, some questions may need to be asked and yeah. conversations had that might not be fun, but that's okay. Yeah. Because you want somebody who will commit to you. Yeah. You don't want to be in this one foot in, one foot out, always guessing, always wondering, never knowing where you stand with somebody. It's a miserable place to be. I've been there. Yeah. You've been I've there. I've been there. It's childish and immature. I'm it just going to be blunt. Like that is what you're dealing with when that presents itself. And that's not something that will set you up well for a long-term relationship or marriage. No, because marriage is a lifelong commitment. Right. Because if you can't even commit to me now when we're not married and we're dating and we're hopefully trying to grow this relationship and make each other a priority, what makes me think that you're going to commit to this long-term yeah. forever in this holy covenant of a marriage. Right. And it, like so much we've talked about is you don't know what that will look like. You don't know how that is going to end up with absolute certainty, but you're looking at patterns now. 
if his pattern now is that he does not make a commitment to things, he is not reliable, he cannot do that, then there's no reason to think that on a wedding day, magically that will change. That That's not something that, that is an unreasonable expectation. So yes, you want to look at, is there a pattern there of a steady commitment on his part? Agreed. I think another good or reasonable, as Bethany described mm-hmm. it, expectation to have when it comes to relationships is that it's fun. And yes. We, we've talked about this in other episodes, but... It's a big deal. It is a huge deal. And I think it can get lost, especially like we sit here and we talk about this for several hours a week and it's serious nitpicky splitting hairs things we're just trying to give you guys information you don't have to do all of this stuff but don't get caught up in all the lists and all the things to do and don't do and say this and don't say that it is supposed to be fun that is a reasonable thing to expect to enjoy the time you have with this guy and you know what go out on a date and just have fun you don't have to discuss deep theological and lifelong things every time you're together it's okay to not yeah you want to enjoy spending time with him Because if you don't, it's not going to bode well for your long-term future. I mean, this is someone that, if it goes well, you could be spending a heck of a lot of time with. You would be living with them. You would be spending the majority of your waking hours with this person. And you hear people say all the time, and it's kind of got this cliche says, I want to marry my best friend. But that's something that's so important to me. Oh, same. When I'm evaluating if I want to pursue a relationship with someone is... Are they a good friend? I I see that in how they deal with other people. But then at the same time, do we get along? Is there a click and a chemistry? And we can hang out for extended periods of time and just enjoy each other's company. That's a reasonable thing to expect. I totally 100% agree. (laughs) If you don't enjoy someone's company, don't force it. And don't try to make it happen. Exactly. You know, find somebody you want to actually spend time with. And that you laugh with. And that you have a good time with. And that you want to continue to spend time with and hang out with and laugh with. And don't hold on to a guy that you don't at all too long just because there's someone around. Mm -hmm. We cannot preach that enough. And we're preaching to ourselves. Oh, Trust me. Like, we get it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what's another one? Another one. This is my, (laughs) this is my thing. So (laughs) you should expect him to pick you. Mm-hmm. Over and over in the big and little things, it is reasonable to expect that this guy will choose you, that he will choose to spend time with you over other people, that he will choose to invest in your relationship more than others. My brother and I were having a conversation. This has been a couple years ago at this point. We were in the car talking and he asked me, he's like, Kristen, if you could have one thing from a guy that you're with or hear one thing from him, what would you want that thing to be? And I said, I want to know that he chooses me. That Mm -hmm. in my mind is love. Like you're Mm -hmm. choosing me to show me that I'm important to you, that I am valued by you, that I am adored by you more than anybody else. Obviously, Jesus is still at the top where he needs to be. Earthly relationships here that I am the most important. I think it's totally reasonable for you it to is. expect that from somebody you're in a relationship with. And if they're not choosing you, don't settle for that. No. And just to be clear, don't take this to romantic ideal status of he's never going to hang out with his friends again. He's going to spend every waking moment with me and be texting me all day, every day and call me on the phone every day. That's not what this means. It means that in the ebb and flow of daily life, there is a pattern of him prioritizing your relationship over other things when it's appropriate. And that will also change as the relationship progresses. In the beginning, I don't expect someone to change all their plans and not go out with their friends and hang out with me all the time. 
I don't expect that ever, but <laughs> the lo- the more it goes and the longer you're together, you can expect that more and more. And that is a reasonable thing to expect for some from someone because it shows that they it shows what their priorities are and you need to be a priority in their life. Yes, you do. And coming from somebody who's been in relationships where I was not a priority and probably stayed in them too long dealing with that, I can't stress this enough. Mm -hmm. I never want anybody to feel like they are not a priority to somebody that they're dating or in a relationship with. And like Bethany said, I'm not saying you become his only priority. That's not what I'm saying at all, because you still want him to have a life outside of you. That's actually a very good thing. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a great thing for you to have a life outside of him as well. But don't rationalize or excuse yeah or justify his behavior of prioritizing other things just because you want to be with him again just don't settle for this Mm -hmm. you want to be with a guy who makes it very clear that you're important to him and that is he's willing to compromise and to make sacrifices to be with you yeah that's That's, yes that is totally (laughs) reasonable to expect that okay Okay. last one so then our last one and this one just like Kristen was like this is my thing this is my thing it is very reasonable of you to expect that this relationship is going somewhere or that it to know where it's going it is not unreasonable to want direction and clarity out of a relationship like we said before don't expect him to read your mind and just know that you're needing clarity (laughs) if he doesn't bring it up it's okay for you to. It's not indicative of how much he cares for you. In his mind, it may be absolutely clear because I think things are just more black and white for guys. Whereas we're sitting there going, well, he said this. And then he looked like this when he said it. <laughs> so I don't know what that means. Or like he he only put a period in the text message after he said that and not an exclamation point. So I have no idea what he's trying to tell me. We actually had a funny conversation (laughs) with one of our guy friends not too long ago about like, he heard us talking about a text conversation that some girls had had. And we were like, well, she only, you know, she didn't use any punctuation after that. So I know she was annoyed. And he he literally just like stopped and turned around and was like, did I just hear you correctly, basically? And we were like, yeah. And he was like, that never crosses guys' minds. So point being, I guarantee you, you're reading a lot more into things than he's meaning, one. But two, if you're not sure, it's okay to bring it up. Just because he doesn't does not mean he doesn't love you, does not mean he doesn't care for you. He may just not realize things are unclear. They may be very clear to in his mind. And you just need a, a little reassurance. Now, toe that line between <laughs> needing some clarity and just falling headlong into neediness. Mm-hmm. Don't be needy. Or clingy. And you know where that, or clingy, and you know where that line is. You know if you're doing it. So just, you know, walk that line and you'll be fine. But it is not unreasonable to, like we were talking about commitment, it's not unreasonable to know that the relationship is going somewhere and where it's going. That is very reasonable. I'm really glad you brought that up because I think, especially now with dating in our society, and that makes me sound so lame, but like... <laughs> There's almost this taboo of, oh, I don't need to expect him to commit or I don't need to expect him to. And sure, as you're at the very beginning stages, you're figuring that out. Okay, yeah, I get that. But after a while. And by a while, a couple of months. Yes. Not much longer than that. No, if you've been going out with the same guy several times for a couple months, it's okay to want that. Yeah clarity to have the DTR. We Mm -hmm. did an episode on it if you want more details, but don't. This all goes back to, and expectations are so wrapped into what's settling versus what's not, because we keep saying, like, don't settle, don't settle, don't settle. And these are not unrealistic expectations Mm -hmm. to have. And that's why we wanted to make the distinction between what's good and maybe what's not so great. But at the end of the day, 
just like Bethany said, it's okay for you to expect something's going somewhere when it's been going somewhere yeah. for a while. And it's okay to want to clarify that. Yeah. And I think you were talking about what's settling and what's not. We talk about settling versus compromise. And in my mind, one major distinction between the two is compromise is saying, hey, this is really important to me. This is what I was wanting. Like, and I know this isn't going to be like what I wanted perfectly, but this is kind of what I was thinking. And him compromising and you work together on that. Settling is when you have that same conversation and he makes no effort to change anything. It's not saying you have to do everything my way, but does he make an effort to really like meet you halfway on that? If he doesn't over and over, then I would say you're probably settling for someone who is not into this or doesn't care as much as you do and might not be mature enough to be in a place that you're at for this series of a relationship. So that's kind of in my mind where compromise tips over into settling. I love that distinction. I think that's great. Okay. That's all we have. Wrap it up for today. I think so. Awesome. (laughs) We really got We literally just sat here and looked at each other like, like, aren't you going to talk? Are you going to say something? (laughs) Okay. For real though, we will be back Friday. We have a couch cast ready to go and we will see you then. But until then, if you have questions, if you need anything, our Instagram inbox is always open. I might not always be there to check it. I'm trying to do better, y'all. Have patience with me. But if you want to get in touch with us quickly, I see our email inbox faster. So if you're on Instagram, just click the email us button. I see that faster. Or it's looking for the middle at gmail.com. Either way, it's fine to get in touch with us. I probably will respond faster if you email us, though. So. And we'd love to hear from you. Yes. We need more questions for Couchcast. We do need that. We've got one more, I think. Mm -hmm. Because we kind of record them in batches. So I think we have one more ready to go for this week. And then we're out. So we yeah. need... We're doing a bit, another batch recording next week, so... Yes, we need some more questions. Send so the questions send them in. Uh, but until then, I'm Bethany. And I'm Kristen. And this is Looking for the Middle. I totally stole your line. <laughs> <laughs>